Hello guys, welcome to Run Planet. And today we're going to talk about a couple things. Um, and number one um, is we're going to differentiate, in my opinion, what the difference is between professional and um, kind of like amateur or, and I'll define amateur and, and I'll define professional, but I'll de define what I think the biggest differences are between professional runners and amateur runners. And then you can see where you fit in or what you can learn from each other and, and, and so on. Um, that's gonna be today's topic. A little bit off the thing, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, so I think um, number one biggest difference between um, a professional runner and an, a non-professional runner, an amateur or whatever you wanna call it, is that a professional runner many times um, depends on or almost that's what kind of makes you a professional runner when that is your profession okay profession meaning like you can be a teacher and you know and somebody can also be a teacher but not really teach you get it so professional is somebody that's actually a paid runner um, or or trying to be good enough to be a paid runner um, and I'll tell you where I think over times where those times are and where have they moved and where it's heading out uh, and I'll start with guys side and I think professional runner uh, if we want to talk about times um, it's it's um, it's become to more like this if you're fast enough then you know you have a we have a basically a running contract, and a running contract or a shoe contract is a, is a shoe that basically pays you a base salary per year and bonuses and things like that. So that's what allows you to be a paid athlete. So you can go train and do what you want to do, and that's not counting the the race results that you can get. Um, so I think, and. Uh, I'm looking at some some of the numbers and, and and it's looking like right now if you want to be a sponsored athlete for guys and it really depends what country you come from but but let's say you are from United States in this area I think that for you to be able to have some sort of conversation with anybody I think you're gonna have to be a sub 210 you no know, right around there you got to be able to be a 209 guy for marathon 210 i think that will do it too basically got to have an olympic standard right and i believe what is it or the world champ standard and i think that can qualify you um also as to uh to be professional let's see what that is oregon world championship standard i wanted to see it yeah, two eleven thirty. So let's just say under two eleven and 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 yeah, two eleven thirty, two eleven. I think if you're in, in consistently or right around those times, I think that in, and you have you know that you could be and you are a professional runner because now you're one of the best in the world, and also you you are uh, marketable and you know if we just speak in here on, on times, then that's what you need to be. 
Uh, and that probably equals the, those same guys that are running, you know, two tens are, are probably running, uh, you know, sixty ones for the half, sixty twos, and and I think somewhere around there is this. It also depends what country you come from. If you're from Africa or Kenya, let me tell you, a two ten is gonna get you nothing. You're gonna have to be more like a two or six guy in order to. You gotta be five minutes faster. So it really does depend where you come from. Also, you can be a in, in rare cases, you can be so much slower, even a 220 guy, but if you come from different countries, like there are some countries that are, you know, support their runners, and I think that's a great thing. Like I think one of them being Singapore. I think Singapore has some couple good runners, but they're not really like the caliber of like, you know, 210 or anything like that, but yet the country supports them. So I would really love to see that quite a bit more often in, in other countries. Um, but majority of the people, honestly, just just so, if you don't have a shoe sponsor, it's pretty tough to call you. I mean, you basically, you know, people think, oh, running, you know, what you need, just a pair of shoes. Yeah, but we, we live in a world where, like, you need a lot more than that because uh, living, uh, cost of living, you know, um, you want to be going to altitude training camps, you want to have a massage, you want to get some shoes you want to enter race travel all of that costs money so you really gotta it's not like those old school days where things were cheap and you know people just now everything's much more expensive so you really need a sponsorship if you don't have a sponsorship you are more likely probably are not going to achieve your best because you're always going to be scrambling financially unless you have like you know Unless you have some sort of like big sponsor, like a family sponsor that's always helping you out. But then again, running is not that type of sport, you know, where we're, we're not going to get rich in the sport. But what we're trying to do is, you know, we're just trying to, for those to become, you want to be professional, you want to be doing and rewarded as what you're doing, you know. So also that allows you to maybe... Quite often, many times, uh, professional athletes are racing more than they maybe should or have or whatever because they just need the, the money to be able to, you know, go on and uh, look. If there's always the next guy or next person that's coming in there and want to take your spot out, so I think I know many professional runners that are really good or right on the edge, and you know, and and yet you know they're just investing their own money and they're doing their own thing until. It's called fake it until you make it, I guess. But um, yeah, in this sport, it's it's really difficult to be sponsored, and um, it seems nowadays, to be honest with you, anything like anything slower than a two eleven, you know, you're you're considered a sub elite. You know, anywhere from like two twelve to like even um, you know two eighteen, two nineteen, or two twenty, whatever. You you it's just it's a good time. Don't get me wrong; those are very good times. But that's not considered, that's not going to get you a full-time, you know, sponsorship. It's not going to get you um, winning marathons uh, unless it's a slower marathon. Now, let's go on on the women's side. And I'm looking at the standards right here, you know, if we want to talk about, and we're just talking about the marathon and road. But, like, look, you, you pretty much got to run under 230, I think, as a woman in the United States. If you can run under 230, um, then I think that could put you on a good spot and be able to be competitive you know um 5k you got to be close to breaking 15 10k maybe 31 30 and under so um but yeah uh 229 if we look at like uh 
229, right? And I'll tell you that right now. Um, so I looked, um, basically, since if we go like last 18 months, right? If we take the best people in the world, we see that 300 women, uh, actually 200, uh, I would say 284 women on a certified courses ran under 230, okay? And and I would say that that's pretty much like that, you know, that's where it's at, 230 and under, it's it's right on that thing where that you're gonna be considered like a professional runner. And you can be a little bit slower, but you're right on that, you know, depending again which country you come from, but that's what we're looking at. Uh, to be around top 300 okay um and and if you want to look at it like well what would that be in a half marathon with the same dates and if we want to see like top 300 we're looking at one you know honestly 112 111 sometimes even 110 just depends um but yeah th those are those are the numbers we're not lying about the numbers the numbers are what they are and you know um that's just um, how things work. And most of us, even, you know, I look at it, my wife, she's right on 233 and 114. So I think she's right on a cap. You know, she's pretty much, as we talked about, you know, maybe two minutes off in, in a half and another, you know, four minutes in a marathon. So we're looking at, a, you know, at another, you know, one year of work or, or roughly right around this year and maybe some of it the next year. But that's what we're looking at, like to become professional and to become some kind of a sponsorship, you know. Um, and that's what every runner wants because, and, and I'm not saying once you get sponsored, you relax. If anything, once you get sponsored, you got to attack like you've never attacked before. You got to train harder. You got to choose better races. You got to be more competitive. You got to go to camps. You got to do all the extra things, you know. So I just think it's so important to. In, in any career, um, and I'll, I'll, I remember coming from Latvia in my country that, you know, we had a woman that won marathon, Yelena Prokopchuka, that won marathon in New York a few times. And, you know, like beginning of her careers until when she was not winning and, and until she was making to that, it was really just, you know, invest everything into the next camp. You go one camp at a time, you know. All the money you got, one camp, and then how you get to the next one, you look for more, and it's just like constant, constant, you know, trying to get to the next level. And and that's the difference, you know, between professionals and, 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 and amateurs, I think. Amateur runners, you know, we have work, and and and, and we we basically don't depend on, on running income, okay? That's the biggest difference definition-wise. Um, we don't depend on income of running, right? So if you basically don't make, you can make money sometimes in races, but you don't depend. So you have another career that you make money. So that means you're an amateur, but you could still be like making a little bit of money here and there, but that's, you know, that was with running, but that's still basically, you know, you can get yourself shoes, but you're not fully dependent on your running career. And th that's the biggest difference. Um, now also, a lifestyle right as somebody that there are still people that actually are like like full-time workers and and still are good enough to maybe touch that professionalism and, and be pretty competitive so they're kind of both 
and you know and and they can last for some time but that's so difficult in the sport where if you're going to be running against all the kenyans and you're going to be running against all the people in the world you know that have free time they train twice a day they go to the gym they get a massage uh, they live at altitude you know it's pretty hard to beat that you know if you have to stress out about the bills and you have to go to work make some money and do all those things um you know it's, you're, you don't stand a chance um in order to be competitive and when i said competitive you know nowadays uh really like you got to be under 210 in a marathon and you know just to be out there even 205 is you know that's it's becoming to the point where 205 206 you know you got that's what every single kenyan can run now you know so the times have definitely improved and, and ladies are running under 220 so you really gotta we really gotta you know um bridge the gap there uh, another thing is you can still be an amateur runner um but have a professional mindset to where you 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 know um you you just you know you do everything what professionals do but you still go to work but you have a professional mindset. You have the habits that they develop. That you have all those habits that you're doing to become better. And I think that if anything, all the amateurs um, can learn uh, is from professionals. Is that you know, like it, for professionals, running is a job. Okay, it's not like something they are thinking about all, all the time. They are going for a run. They are finished the run, and and they go and they switch off their minds. They're not like doing anything more during that time okay after they're relaxing maybe watching other things they're professionals they know when to turn it on when to turn it off okay they don't need to be always on and on and on and on that's the difference between professionals and and, and non-professionals okay they also know um the purpose of each workout they're very good at it they they know that they have to be good on their easy i mean they have to be fast on their fast days and they know that they have to recover on their easy days and there's really no gray zone running for for them and and most of the stress that they try to do is you know to make sure that they attack uh they understand how to, how training works they know what they need to do you know and in order you know they every year they look at the standards for certain races they look at the standards for the olympics they got to the contract could be saying, hey, they got to qualify here, here, and there, and that's how you align your training, and that's how you uh, pursue, you know, how to become better as a runner. And that's really the biggest difference is, as of like, when amateurs, you know, we get excited about certain things. Uh, sometimes people just jump in random races, like sometimes you do random workouts, you don't have much as big as a plan, you you're more open-minded because you like you said you don't you don't depend on this fully and you know um yeah and and that that's pretty much the biggest difference um and you're maybe you know we i think uh, part of my side is that I'm, I'm i'm a fanatic of running as well like as a coach i coach a lot of people so for me it's always exciting so for me i always but when it comes to like my own coach my own running i always try to just turn off turn on you know off you know i'll check some things but i try to like i know when it's time to run i run when i'm not running i try to do other things yes a lot of times running related because i have to coach or i have to research things but other than that you know honestly i have other things that i'm trying to do during the day and i'm, I'm not constantly thinking about running or anything because i can only run it once i remember my high school coach told me or not high school coach this was a college coach 
told me, hey, you know, you can only do, you can only run a race once, and that's it, you know. So, so I think that's the biggest, biggest difference is also doing like the little things, you know, going to the gym, stretching, doing yoga, Epsom salt baths, and all of that, but consistently. And, and just getting, you know, massages and things. That's like the biggest difference I noticed. Uh, elite athletes, and, and that's one thing that we don't have in this area. Like in Kenya, you know, you get massage for like five, $5 a day or for one session. So it's really good. Uh, but here is so expensive, you know, just to get a massage. And the massage here is not even that good. Um, so it's kind of frustrating. But... You know, I think you do need a massage. You get a massage, you'll be able to train harder, you're able to train more, you're able to rest more. So ideally, all of those things that we add up, we get good. Um, that's the difference between being a professional and non-professional. Um, I still love the amateurs, runners, like all of us, like that we, even though sometimes, you know, you have to say, hey, I'm not going to be winning the Berlin Marathon. But you say to yourself, well, what's the best that I can be, right? And what can I learn from professionals? What can I learn from amateurs? What can I learn from anybody? And you still try to do like, hey, if I follow all these things, how good can I get? And and that's the bottom line. Like, it's not if you can be better than Johnny or blah, blah, or Elliot or anything. It's not about that. It's more like, hey, what can I learn from Elliot? What can I learn from Johnny? So that way I can achieve my best. And and then when it's all said and done, it's like you say, okay, I've really enjoyed this. I really try to get best out of myself. And this is where I was able to do as a runner. And and that's sort of like, you know, you master that. You you go for that. And and you try to become the best. And that's it, you know. Um, like you said, at the end of the day, if you're consistent, you keep training, you keep doing all the right things, eventually you're going to be very good. Eventually you're going to, you know, and, and and take that step forward once you once you feel like it's time for you to step take a step forward t take that step forward do not be afraid okay push it on the gas and you can handle the car you can handle the moment uh, so I think all of us whether you're a professional whether you're in between whether you're amateur whether you're a hobby jogger weekend warrior whatever we want to call ourselves you ask yourself one question you know are you having fun and are you living up to your potential uh, and remember you don't have that much of a pressure as a professional a professional has to go to a race he doesn't care about you know like things things he has to go out there compete he's got to place well you know he's got to make money and he goes home for amateurs, it's more about, you know, experience and all of that. Um, it's about, you know, maybe the trophy or more about the, 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 I don't know, the splits or whatever. But for a professional, it's very simple. It's like, it's all it is. Running is, it's, uh, yeah, they love the running, but also it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's something, one of those things that they, they, you know, it's like they push the button, it's time on, they go run. It's time off, they're not running. So they're very like, they have the skill, they access the skill. Once the, when it's finished the race, there's no more talking about the race too much. You know, that's like done deal and, and you move on to the next level, you know, like next race. 
and that's how it is there's you know there isn't like analyzing for years and years and um so anyway guys i wanted to do a quick one quick one and i hope that you enjoy this um and like i said i those are the times that i think the difference is and also another difference is like you can still be a professional and not be uh, good as good as i said because you can be maybe racing every week you can be going to smaller races and you can actually be making some sort of income from that and that actually does make you a professional runner because you're making income from that now whether that's enough income or not whether you have another job so that's where that kind of line lies but for sake of everything the people that are in kenya the people are training they're considered professional runners because that's all they do they don't have any other profession unless they're a farmer okay they wake up in the morning they go run but for the most part their their income is depending on how good they run what races they get and what they bring back that's how life works for them and i think that's how life works for any professional runner and a lot of times when people realize that you know they're not they can't make any more money then you know the professional runners quit and they don't run in step anymore it's not like um maybe i think if somebody like me retired i still be running every day because i think i like running and i enjoy it strictly for how it makes me feel so i do have like a lot of like like yeah i'm 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 a fanatic of running um so i think i'm like you know like i'm 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 an amateur but with a professional at um what is it professional attitude I try to do my best to achieve the best out of myself and and I want to see how far it can take me and and it doesn't matter you know whether I fail or succeed or how as long as I'm trying I'm doing my best and I'm seeing how far I can take myself that's all that I'm concerned about you know I I'm having fun and and that's my that's my number one uh perspective you know is to challenge myself so anyway guys I hope you enjoyed this episode um hope that your training is going well hope you guys are doing good um we're getting into the may here um you know hopefully you're racing soon and doing track workouts or whatever that you're doing and analyzing your training and, and moving on to the next um race have a good day guys i'll see you on the next episode